Ain't in the shower booth. The shower. quarantine oh bro i never had one bro we never had one quarantine when the last time we had on quarantine bro i don't even remember but i don't think we ever did right not in our lifetimes how i bro i think the last time was the spanish flu right remember the spanish flu see i never think so no i bro i never remember him either i wasn't even born bro. i wasn't even born bro hey we gotta start our show by you know expressing gratitude and mahalos and we like to uh, mahalo the following countries because uh, it's growing. Ah, we, you know, we we just uh, we just grateful. We just here. We just observing, and we just grateful, and we are doing the podcast. So uh, on this podcast, we talk about the law of attraction, and it's going all the way to different countries. Okay, to the Netherlands, Ireland, United Kingdom, Canada, Ghana, Peru, Australia, Poland, South Africa, and uh, Israel. Oh, wow, we all over the place. So, uh, yeah, so Poland is, is actually one of the new countries. And uh, we got to mahalo them and aloha them. And, uh, yeah, so so we talk about any kind on a podcast. And normally on a podcast, right, I talk about stuff that happened in my life and how the law of attraction. See, the law of attraction is very hard to detect when you're in something, right, when you're right in them, okay? But when you're right on them, okay, when you finish and you look back and you go, oh, no wonder, right? You know, like, like, so we was doing stuff to visualize and materialize. Now, Einstein said, okay, this is Albert Einstein, okay? You know what I got it? Never have nothing better for do than calculations. Okay, so him. So he's the guy, and he said, right, that this is physics. That anything on the same vibrational level has to happen. If you're on that vibrational level, it has to happen, right? And this goes for good and bad, okay? So the bad stuff that's happening to you right now. Okay, job loss, whatever. Chick broke up with you because you no more money right now. She said, bro, that, 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 that's female nature, boy. You cannot, yeah, you, you cannot, you cannot, the kind, you cannot fight that one. Okay, but, but I'm telling you, like, the things that are going on in your life. Now, you know, I can tell you from personal experience that, that this whole quarantine stuff, right, this whole stuff that we're doing has, so far has been a blessing. It's been a blessing to me because right so this was a thing right we started and this has to do with business this this is not like uh personal kind of stuff but uh but you know back in the day okay we started figuring and this is about 12 years ago when we started doing the law of attraction and we knew right because i got laid off from this job right from this radio job and it was the first full-time job i had 
And then, you know, so it was the first full-time job. And then we got laid off because only when last nine months. And then, you know, so at that point, right, I was like, oh, man. Like, I finally got on full-time, right? And and I told you on the last podcast, the full-time wasn't all that because, right, they, they said, okay, the good news, full-time. I'm like, yay, the bad news. Uh, you know, so it was like when yay and away, right? So, so the yay was, bro, you get full-time. I was like, yay. And then it's, oh, but you only can talk three times an hour. And then it was like, oh, wait. <laughs> so, and, and for those of you out of town in different countries, right, uh, oh, wait is, is the equivalent of, oh, man, like, like you know, like something went wrong, right? Okay. So, this is sort of like that. So, there was the good side and the bad side, but at least we had on job. You know, we was doing the tree breaks and all, and I was just, I was in my laptop, you know, and I was watching, I was watching, uh, uh, all kinds of talks and stuff by professors and you know I was looking at different stuff I was you know just because I'm, I'm into education because I'm a teacher and you know so and you would never figure that by listening to the podcast you're like who is this clown right but um so this is this is my release the podcast ladies and gentlemen this is my comedy release the radio used to be right I used to go on the radio and release right <laughs> like, Bro, by 10 o'clock in the morning, bro, I tell you. Actually, I think we used to, we used to break around 9.30. By 9.30 in the morning, from, from 6 o'clock to 6 to 9.30, constant energy, constant laughing. Bro, that's better than therapy. And I do the podcast because this is cheaper than therapy. And, and you know, bro, have you ever noticed that therapists are, like, more jam up than everybody? Like, therapists. Ther- for some reason. I don't know why. You know, like, if you sit down and you help people, right? Because that's what I do. I'm a life coach. You know, I sit down and I have people work on themselves and I show them what to do and I show them how to manifest and, you know, everything's good, right? And then sometimes when I look, like, you know, a couple of my friends, they're psychologists, right? And then, you know, I look at them and I'm like, oh, wow, these guys is boss up. And I think it's because of the, the college part. You know, like when they're studying all the little things that happen in the brain and they're trying to figure them out from that level. And, and my level is more spiritual. My level is more from the human being, from understanding the human being at, at a spiritual level than, than anything, right? Anyway, so, so, so that, you know, it's cheaper than therapy. And this is why I do it. The podcast, right? So, so these guys, these guys hit me up all the time on, on Instagram. And they're like, uncle, can you tell us about, you know, how you manifested the Waikiki show? Okay, we did that. You know, all these things, like step by step. So they said, well, first of all, you know, we want to know what happened with the recording studio, right? Now, so the, the story about the recording studio, we built a recording studio in our house, right? Because like nowadays, for the last, I don't know how many years, maybe six years, for the last six years, we, it's just cheaper for us to go into a studio, right? And we, we lease the time and we turn around and we sell the time for retail for competitive prices, the same as everybody, right? But we get a break because we buy more time. You see, so that and that's how that's how AFM Hawaii Music does it. I mean, other people have different ways, and and some people have their own studios, especially guys who always wanted to be engineers, right? We know these guys, and they always wanted to be engineers, and so they, you know, they get their own home studio, everything. Okay, the the problem with home studios, okay, is that if they ever get caught, right? If they get caught in one home studio, and we never get caught, right? If we, bro, we made so much money from the home studio, right? We had like the cash was in on safe. We had on safe. 
I just sold the safe because we don't need safe anymore. We we just yeah we 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 doing we doing something else with them right now. <laughs> we have a safe. We had on safe points, and that safe was always stocked with at least five grand cash, right? Because we had the studio, right? And we never have overhead. So a lot of the guys in in home studios right now. Okay, they're actually running at a risk because it's a residential district. Now, if they live in a residential slash commercial district, then they're good. See, but a lot of these guys going to get busted because, see, there's such a thing as taxes, you know, and you got to file, right? And when you file, right, and these guys, bro, they're going to trace you. And even more so right now with the COVID stuff, right? So they, they're putting the, the, the iOS the programs on your iOS, right? So they can trace you. Bro, pretty soon, all these guys going to get busted. Then what they're going to do is they're going to get rid of cash. So when they get rid of cash, guess what's going to happen to the drug dealers, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they're going to have to look for another way, right? I mean, can you imagine the guy on the street corner going, bro, you, you look about my bag or what? Bro, uh, Bitcoin? <laughs> can you imagine? Like, he only takes Bitcoin, right? So, but, but you know, so, so we're going to tell you the story about the recording studio. So, so back in the day, right? So, so I had my best friend, my music partner, right? He, but he put up with everything in my life. And, and I put up with everything in his. Cause let me tell you, there are things, it just because somebody's blind, it doesn't, doesn't mean that they're angels or whatever. Okay. But he was definitely an angel in my life. And, and so, so when I was 24 years old, right? Uh, I get introduced to this guy, and he's blind. His name, his name is Wayne Borey, right? And and he was in this in this care home. He was in the back of the care home. I might as well tell you the story from the from the roots, right? And so he was in the care home, and he was like just sleeping all day, like all day long sleeping, you know, every day sleeping. And he would get up, and he would go eat, then he go back, and he would sleep, you know. And then, so when we got together, right, I saw this, this musical genius, you know, I saw him for what he really was, right? And I'm like, wow, brother's a genius. And then, okay, then we, we got together. Then I, I went throw down some plans. I told him, hey, how's about we do this, do this, do this, do this. Now his thing, like his favorite thing was recording. And he always wanted to record. He always wanted to have a studio. And so my thing was, I was, I was making commercials for a living at the time. And uh, so I would do a lot of stuff like that. And I was hopping from radio station to radio station. Uh, for a while there, I was, I was going like every, every year uh, or every year and a half, I was changing stations. Now, this was perfectly normal in the radio world, especially when there was a new program director. So if a new program director came, he would bring all his friends. So they would, they would give everybody their papers. Everybody would, they would wipe out the, the on-air staff. They got complete brand new staff. All his friends come inside. And that's just the way it is. There's nothing against them or anything. That's the way it works. So, so, you know, that was going on in my life, the radio end. And I met him and, and I met Wayne. And so we started playing and he was the only guy that could keep up with my energy. The only guy I met that could keep up with my energy. And he kept going, kept going. And I'm like, wow, he could play anything. Like, this guy could play any any song that I, that I pull out from the back of my head. Even if the thing was, like, old, like 10, 20, 30, 40 years old. Bro, he could jam these songs. So I'm like, all right, look, you want to, you know, do this, this, this. We can do this, this, this. And I, I think I told him we could record, we could do video soundtracks for people, we could do jingles for people. I write jingles, you know, all this stuff, right? 
And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do that. I, I really want to build a studio. I really want to record. Now, we had a, a home studio when there was only a few home studios. And I, I noticed one guy used to perform in Waikiki. He had a home studio in Mililani. And this other guy in Mililani who actually, that was like on Drug Hub. And, and it was like everything, Julia. It was like everything, Julia. And then, you know, had a couple other guys had, had really nice studios. Now, the thing, we our studio wasn't that nice. It wasn't that elaborate because we didn't need to. See, there were certain things that we could do that we didn't need machines for. Okay, so a lot of things, you know, uh, a lot of equipment that, that we bought was just to suit us because we could do everything. We could do uh, the, the site, you know, so, so a lot of stuff like the fine tuning and whatever and all this kind of stuff that they got now. We, we could do all of this by hand and by ear. So, so we never need all that stuff, right? So, so we only bought what we need, you know, and so we, so, so we were, uh, in this place, me and my fiance, I was engaged at the time and she didn't get along with, with, with this lady that, that I was living with, you know, my landlord. So I told her, okay, look, if we're going to get on place, we're going to get on place with me, you, and we're going to bring Wayne with us. How's that? And she's like, yeah, 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 all good. So I'm like, okay, so instead of on one bedroom for us, we're going to get on three bedroom and we're going to build a business in one bedroom. And then, you know, brother Wayne come in and give him one room and we get on room. And she said, shoot. And so I'm like, all right, there we go. So that happened. And in that one empty room, right, I called the carpenters in. They came in. They boarded up the windows. They soundproofed the room. They did everything. We put cork on the walls. I mean, the whole nine. And, and we, you know, we, we did all of that. Now, at the same time, I was working for this radio station and I was doing agency work. Now, I was doing so much agency work that on my lunch hour, I used to jump in one cab and I used to go down to the production houses. So there was like two or three production houses, uh, production houses that I used to go. And at lunch hour, boom, I hit the production house. Boom. And there was this one lady, right? And she got this part in a Broadway musical. I was very happy that she lived her, her dream. Uh, because her dream surely wasn't in the recording studio. I can tell you that. <clears throat> so, so she went and she, she was in this movie, South Pacific, uh, play on Broadway. And that was her thing, right? Get to Broadway. You know, and, and she was part of this local actors, uh, thing. So here's what happened in radio. <clears throat> After a few years down the road, sorry, Hawaiians, we forget the water today. We're not, we're not drinking water during the podcast. <laughs> So, so, so somewhere down the road, and this was, this is like, this is, I want to say mid nineties. I want to say, well, maybe it was early nineties, mid nineties. It was mid nineties. What happened was there was this actor slash actress troupe that started coming up in the community. They started doing plays. So there was more people learning how to be an actor, right? So this guy Garrison Chu was in town and, you know, I took one of his classes and, it, it just, I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Acting, uh, serious acting, the kind of, you know, these guys all wanted to be on, 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 uh, Hawaii Five O and stuff like that, right? So they, they, they wanted to do that kind of stuff. And, um, in fact, in fact, they didn't even have Hawaii Five O was something else. It was another show that came to town. And, and so they, they, you know, they all wanted to do that. There, there was local movies being made. And so these guys wanted to do that. And, and that really wasn't my thing. I wanted to do comedies. I wanted to act in comedies. 
I wanted to do what, you know, uh, what Adam Sandler was doing and all those guys, right? Sort of comedy stuff. And, um, and, and guys like Jim Carrey, stuff like that. That's, I wanted to do that, right? So, uh, but anyway, so these guys start coming up in a community. So pretty soon what happened in, in the commercial world, right? Instead of radio guys reading commercials, they started hiring these actors and these actors started getting really good and they started, you know, they started coming up and, and so now there was a lot of actors, you know, doing this, this these parts and that's where this girl came from, right? Because she was doing, she was doing plays, she was doing all kinds of stuff and she was, she was aiming for Broadway and eventually she got Broadway and I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to work with her anymore, <laughs> right? So this girl... I mean, really. She was the nicest girl. She was nice. She was a nice person, right? She she looked a little masculine. She was kind of like one of those, you know, like, I, I, I think she was in her 40s, you know. And, and that's not a podcast, but we got to talk about wahinis and how masculine they get by the age of 40 and why, <laughs> okay? And and what the antidote is, because a lot of chicks out there, they, they, they're wondering, like, Okay, how how do I get back to to my twenty five year old self? You see what I'm saying? So anyway, but this lady, so we used to go in a studio, and it was me and her, and she was on. You cannot see the person, the other person. So it's just you on what in one studio, and you get your mic, you get the script, right? And then the other one, the other studio, and she's in the other studio, and she would constantly blow the lines. I mean, and I'm on my lunch hour, right? I'm like. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, I can ace this thing out. It was by myself, right? 15 minutes max. And then boom, I'm back in my office, right? You know, and that 15 minutes was worth 250 bucks, you know, and sometimes 275, 300, depending on who the client was, right? So, so that was a very productive lunch hour. So this was my lunch hour. So I would catch a cab, go down, boom, jump in the studio, right? Now, whenever I saw her, I'm like, oh, no, here we go. So, and, you know, because, because I knew I, I wasn't going to get to eat lunch because this lady kept dropping her lines, dropping her lines. And, and so anyway, but, but that was that experience, right? So, so this is what I would do on my lunch and I would pick up 275 here and in one week, right? Sometimes I would go to production houses in one lunch hour. Now, during election time, when, when we had, you know, so I was hired by an uh, election. Some, sometimes I was hired by the, uh, the party, one of the parties, usually the Republican party. And then sometimes I was hired by the politician. Now, if that happened, they made commercials every week. So I would be jumping from production house to production house, boom, 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 doing everything in between. And so, and that added up. I mean, all those 275s, 250s added up. So pretty soon, right? I built the studio in the house and we built that the studio in the house and that that's where the money came from. The money came from doing voice work. So I built the studio out of voice work. And then so so now that we had the studio, right? So we turned around and now we were the production house and now we were doing stuff, you know, and we, we did all kinds of stuff. We did this business where we did the recordings for Turtle Bay and, and Hilton Hawaiian Village, all, all that kind of stuff, phone recordings. So when you call the hotel, you would hear my voice and, you know, we, yeah, we, we expanded into all kinds of stuff. We got into all kinds of stuff. We, we were into everything. And, and then voiceovers and then jingles and then, I mean, bro, we, we made so much money out of that room, right? And it was crazy. And pretty soon we knew that, that we had to tone it down 
Because pretty soon, people, you know, it's a small island. People talk story. Like, hey, you saw that Studio Junior yet? You know, you know what I mean? So we told people that, you know, we were just, it was just us. It was just for us. And, um, and we did spend a lot of time for us. And it was usually after work, you know, late at night till like 4 o'clock in the morning. And, and then I would get up and, and be, be at work by 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was crazy. But, but that's the kind of schedule that, that I had for a while. And so we, so that's how the studio happened. And the studio was built from voice work. So, so the other thing about the, the studio and stuff is that we started to compile so much music, like tons and tons of music. A lot of that music till today is not even finished. And we just started releasing it on YouTube. So if you guys want to go to the YouTube site with, with the music that's being released slowly, right? We had one album, uh, dropped on Monday. And we have another album dropping this Friday. And uh, the address is is YouTube, right? YouTube.com slash JR Kekoeva, uh, JR96813. That, that's the address. So you can go to the YouTube and, you know, boom, right there. And listen to the music. I mean, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's no big thing. You know, because our, our music, right, and the way we did them was like, you know, we wanted to do the old music. We, we love the old music. And, uh, you know, I learned these guitar progressions, you know, from this guy, Franklin Mamalis. And uh, I can say his name because uh, I'm very proud of the fact that, that I, I was able to learn from him. And his dad was a jazz guitarist. And, you know, from what I hear, I never saw his dad. From what I hear, his dad was really, really good. And this guy at 16 years old, I mean, I was 14 and he started, you know, showing me stuff. Not not full on teaching, but just showing me like yeah 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 look this thing goes like that, you know. And then I'm like oh bro Frank I like <laughs> I like see him one more time just show me one more time. And then he would go here yeah, yeah, here now beat it already right <laughs> you know so so the older brothers was like that and you had to be persistent okay. Now this is this is one of the things that I teach you know my clients is to be persistent. If you guys are just going to live for the weekend, if you guys are just going to say, oh, I have a dream, oh, my dream is to, you know, blank, 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 right? That's my dream, you know, and you're not taking steps towards your dream and you're not really, you know, you're not focused and you're not, you know, there was a, there was a time where this guy came to me and he said, well, you know, I'm thinking of doing a business and I'm so, okay, so, well, we need your help. And I said, fine, that's good. And then he started talking and pretty soon, he, he didn't know whether he wanted to do a bouncer uh, thing, bounce house business with his friend or he's going to do for him. Or, you know, it just wasted a whole bunch of my time. And I'm sitting there, right? So, so what we do, here's what we do for our clients. And here's the steps. Just in case you guys, you know, uh, need our services. Just in case you guys want to, you know, uh, get ahead in life and organize your life. So the first thing we do, right, is we have you write down your goals before you even talk to me. Before you talk to me, right, we're going to have three goals. And the first most important one is always number one, right? So priority. So we list them in priority. That's the first step. Now, the second step, right, is is you write 100 positive I am's about yourself. Okay. And you guys can try this. This is not like a mystery, secret, kind of hidden from the population kind of thing. Okay. Write 100 I am's. Now do this. Just just write. I am generous. I am kind. I am whatever you are. 
right? I am friendly. I am a good person. I am whatever. And you write the I am's. Now, here's the thing, okay? Now, this is the takeaway from, from this podcast. And this is the law of attraction part. Now, when you start doing this, okay, when you start writing in the I am, meaning that you put I am first, okay? I am whatever. Okay, so God's name is I am. Well, in a, one, one name for God anyway, okay? So when Moses went up to the mountain and he got the tablets, you know, so, so God said, tell him that the I am, great I am has sent you or whatever. So, so it's in Exodus. If you guys like look them up. Uh, I'm I'm not the Bible kind of quote person, so I can I cannot give you the specific numbers, but it's in the book of Exodus, okay? And anyway, so so I am invokes that spiritual power within you, and then you can start you can start you know improving stuff, right? Now, if you write one I am, okay. So what I do with my clients, they write 100 first, and then I have them read it to me, read it out loud. Now, you should be reading your I am's out loud every day. I understand it takes a lot of time. You know, not everybody's going to do that. So what I tell my clients is just just read it out loud to me after you finish doing it during the first session. So that's all we do. Now, when you write I am, like I said, you're invoking the power of, of your your spirituality of God, right? You're a co-creator with God and you're activating the other half. Okay, so so this is... Uh, it's like an affirmation, right? It is It is a form of an affirmation. It's a short one, right? I am generous. Okay, boom. That's an affirmation right there. Okay. And so you write these things, right? You do 100. You're going to feel better after you do it. Okay, now, now if you do it every day, if you want to do it every day, <clears throat> you can do it every day. Okay, I personally, I don't, I don't do that every day, but I do an affirmation. Now, during this this time that we've been in quarantine and all of this, okay, the 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 greatest thing that people have written to me about, okay, number one is relationships with their with their significant other. Number two is money. I lost my job, you know. It, what I gonna do? Like, you know, I I don't know what to do, right? Okay. Now, be careful of what you say, what you speak, or what you write. After the word I, okay, because I refers to your very being, okay. Now, if you if you saying if you run around saying to your friends, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm broke, okay. You see, okay. So so you cannot be doing that because if you do that, what you're doing is you're pushing yourself down slowly, okay. You're pushing yourself down, pushing yourself down pretty soon. Your subconscious mind is going to start to believe your narrative, Hawaiians. Okay? It's going to start to believe what you're saying. Okay? Now, now here's what's going to happen. You're going to go into a lower vibration because you're going to start to worry. And, and what do I always say about worry? Right? Okay. So, worry is like praying for something bad to happen. Why? Because you're repeating it over and over and over in your head. Right? Now, I saw this girl... Right, I, I I was with this girl for five years, right, and and this girl I saw this girl go from a very uh, I want to say exuberant and happy and yeah well she wasn't totally happy the inside small kind you know but 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 generally on the outside at least on the outside right and and she was pretty she was pretty happy you know 
And and I started to try to work with her. But there was this one part of her that was so stubborn that kept pulling her back, pulling her back, pulling her back. Then she came down with cancer. When she came down with cancer, guess what happened? That negativity took over. The fear took over. All that stuff, right? Because all you need, okay, if you're in fear, let's say you're in fear or anger. Let's say that you're in fear, anger, you know, all of those worry, okay, negative vibrations. All it takes is one bad thing to happen to you and boom, just let that. You heard him. Right there. One more time. Yeah. You see? So, so all it takes is one thing. Okay, and with this girl, bro, I love this girl, right? And and I mean, all my heart kind of love this girl, right? I've never seen a regression like that in a human being. And and she went from you know regular, right, with maybe small kind issues underneath, okay, to like just straight down, just like boom, like hit the ground kind down, right? So here's the thing, right, that I'm gonna tell you guys, okay. And I tried my hardest. So sometimes you cannot you cannot fight a person's bad experience. You cannot pull somebody up from the ground, okay, unless you have their help, okay. So a lot of people come to me. I mean, that's why they come to me, right, for help. They're all oh, junior, bro. We like we like you, you know, help us. How, how you do that? You know how you you know. So so one of the questions was how you built the recording studio. Okay, now you know, right? Now when I look back and I go. Wow, when 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 me and Brother Wayne never had nothing, right? We was talking about the recording studio. We was talking about one day we're gonna build one studio. One day we're gonna build one studio. But this this went on for five years. We was talking about it, okay? Because I knew him for five years <clears throat> when he was in the nursing home, and then when when you know when he decided to come with us, right? So me and my fiance we moved to the three bedroom. And we brought him with us, right? And then, so, so I told him, I said, I said, hey, you know, and just at that time, the job started coming in more and more. The job started coming in. And then I got this new job. When I got the new job, that's when I started going to the, to the, you know, lunch hour and hitting all the production houses and doing all this voice work. I was a designate voice for this shopping center we got over here. One of the biggest shopping malls in the world next to Minnesota. And, and, you know, so I was one of the voices, right? The desert, I was the male voice, uh, for quite a while. And those commercials paid good. You see, so, so what happened first was we talked about it. We visualized it, right? We dreamt about it, right? We was thinking about it all the time. And we was talking about it. Okay. Then what happened? Well, then we moved, right? And, and brother Wayne moved in with me. And then what happened? Well, then we were still talking about it. Now we had an empty room. Right, we didn't have the money to just boom build them up right there, but guess what happened? Because we were talking about it, because we were visualizing, right? The jobs came, the jobs just came, boom, 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 and they kept coming. Okay, and then when the when when we actually started doing jobs of our own, we started turning down jobs because there wasn't enough time. Then I started getting picky, right? It was like, oh no, sorry, I like I cannot do that. I I no more time for do that or or whatever. We said them in a nice way, not to offend anybody. But we was doing our own, and then we did our own after that. Okay, so the steps, the the steps is first. You put out your intention. What do you want? You know, you like on recording studio, whatever it is. You like on car. You like on you know. Now this doesn't have to be material stuff, Owens. 
This doesn't have to be material. This can be like, oh, well, I would really like a, a boyfriend. Or I would really like a girlfriend. Or I would really like a friend. You know, I have a client that I'm working with right now. And all she really wants at the core of everything is, is more friends and to be more social. Right. You, you see what I'm saying, Hoynes? It's not all about dollar value or, or whatever, right? Because I tell you what, if you get $5 billion in the bank, Okay, but but you know you but your life is in shambles. Okay, and I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? And you die with five billion dollars in the bank. Uh, yeah, that that has no bearing on the quality of life that you live. You want to be happy, right? You want to be happy. And when somebody comes along and goes, "Hey, you know, here I, I can help you right here," and and you start, you know, automatically going, "No, no, 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 no." You see what I'm saying? And then, so you automatically push stuff away. And this is because you're immersed in negativity. Okay, so what you gotta do is it, it comes in steps. Okay, it comes in steps. First, you gotta do stuff that makes you happy, right? You gotta do stuff that makes you happy. You gotta enjoy. Go to the beach, go to the mountains, wherever your happy place is. Get happy first. Okay, now you're ready to take the next step. Then you're ready to go, okay, now that I'm happy, now that I'm at peace with myself and at, with God, whoever, whoever you believe, whatever you believe, but now you're at peace, now you're happy. Okay, now you can take the next step. Now, okay, I'm going to visualize this. I'm going to materialize this. I'm going to focus on this. Whatever this is to you, whatever that is, right? And then you, you marry intention with emotion because you got to be happy about it. Okay, you cannot fake happy. See, a lot of people, right, what they do is they fake happy on the outside. And on the inside, they're not happy. You know, and, and so when you're faking happy on the outside, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything, Hines. Nothing. It doesn't mean nothing, okay? So, and then, you, you know, you take the steps. But here's the thing, right? You know, like the, the story I told you guys about the car, the first, the first brand new car, right? You know, cause, cause I was, I was raised with the idea that, oh, you gotta buy one good used car, right? I would have been buying used cars all this time, right? I, you know, so what I'm saying is, you know, I had to be excited about it and then I had to just let that my higher power, God, Jesus Christ, whatever you wanna call it, take over and guide me. And boom, I never had a good used car since it's been, it's been about 12 years. It's been a long time, always. And the only thing I know, you know, I don't focus on the car. I don't focus on the car and go, oh, yeah, well, I got this car. I say thank you. I say thank you every morning and every night when I, when I'm going in, you know, carrying groceries or whatever, you know, and I'm walking down the steps and I'm looking at the car and I'm saying, thank you, Father God. You know, and I'm, and when I come in the morning or get in the car, I'm like, thank you, Father God, for such a beautiful car. And I'm, I'm giving gratitude, you see. And, and when I had the $400 Toyota, I was still grateful. I was happy. I, I mean, God, that was something. You see what I mean? So if you can be happy for the $400 Toyota, you can be happy for the $40,000 car, the $50,000 car, the $65,000 car, you see. But the first thing you got to do, okay, is be at peace with yourself be at peace with the inside with your inside and start expressing gratitude for every little thing 
Okay? Then you marry intention with emotion and you let them go. And bugger gonna come. Yeah, bugger gonna come. Now, Einstein said, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, right? Einstein said, this is not theory. This is physics. This is real. Okay, so this this frequency stuff, everybody talking about, oh, law of attraction. You got to be on the right frequency. This is physics. You attract what frequency you on, like Garen's barbarians, no matter what. Okay, so, so you know, and this is what we, we have trouble realizing, okay, because you can't see frequency. You can't see it. You can't feel it. You can't touch it. Well, you, you could feel it under certain circumstances, but it would kind of be extreme. You see what I'm saying? But but all you got to do, all you got to do is understand that it is physics. I mean, it's real. Okay. So that's a story about the recording studio and um, and, and the process. Okay. The process. Write down 100 I am's, Hawaiian. Right? 100 good things about you. Okay. Now, you can also write down, because if you run out, okay, say, say that you're really negative, okay, and you can only come up with 20, okay, start making up stuff that you would like to be, right, write down, I am, if you're not generous right now, okay, if you're kind of like selfish or whatever, okay, write down, I am generous, and you know what, you will become generous, because you're teaching your subconscious that you are generous, and what you teach your subconscious, you will become so, you know, write, write it down and, and speak positively about yourself to yourself. Get rid of the negative self-talk. Brown, negative self-talk. I tell you, I'm sorry, sorry, Owen. I gotta go. But yeah, negative self-talk will bring you down and you, you will bring yourself down and nobody will need to help you. All right, there we'd like to thank Island Club and Spa for sponsoring our podcast. Also, Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies. And AM Hawaii Music featuring the music of Brother Darren Chinen. He's on iTunes. Just download his stuff. Download all his stuff. All right. Hey, I'm Ginny Kekoe, Virginia. You can find me at hereforyou.live if you need my help. And we can life coach you too and show you how to live the life of your dreams, right? Because you can. Yeah, guarantee. Guarantee, Hawaii. Till next time. Mahalo. Aloha.